The Pleasure Project with Donna Scogland, episode 88. So I recently watched the movie Stutz on Netflix. It is a documentary on the therapist, Phil Stutz. He wrote the book, The Tools. I think he has another book, and I can't remember what it's called. But Jonah Hill, who is a famous comedian actor, it's his therapist. And he basically wanted to do a documentary on him to help share his tools that he created to help people feel better. And it was, I I highly recommend it, highly rated, great movie. And one thing he said really hit home for me. And he said, basically, there are three pains in life or three things that we have to contend with, three challenges of the human experience. Number one is pain. Number two is uncertainty. And number three is constant work. And although this is not like breaking news to me, somehow it landed differently, especially the constant work part. So I want to just kind of break down each one and how we can deal with each one of those better. So number one is pain. And this is a teaching in Buddhism as well. Buddha said that pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. And it is all about our relationship with pain. And pain, you know, pain is inevitable as in people are going to die. We're going to have unfortunate circumstances occur. There will be terrible things happening in the world, wars, injustice, all the things. And that is part of what I call the shitty 50 of life. And that is by design, on purpose. Life is not supposed to be sunshine and roses, and we're not supposed to be happy all the time. The shitty 50 is what gives us fuel and motivation to change. However, we don't have to suffer as much as necessary, as much as we do. There's a lot of unnecessary suffering with the pains of life. So the shitty 50 is inevitable, but the suffering and how and dealing with it in ways that compound the pain is something that we absolutely can avoid. And it really comes down to learning how to deal with our emotions in better ways and changing our relationship to emotional pain. And that's really, I mean, you know, there's two kinds of pain. There's physical pain and then there's emotional pain. And physical pain is actually in many ways so much more, um, it's, it's so much easier to deal with than emotional pain. I remember when I had my accident in the summer and my got my, my finger got smashed by a boulder and it, you know, there was like some physical sensation, but it was really not a big deal at all. But emotional pain on the other hand can be so much harder. So that is something that I have been talking about on this podcast a lot and has been my work over the last few years of learning how to change how I deal with emotional pain and uncomfortable feelings. And this is the stuff that most of us were never taught. And so now I have really created this new habit where I can notice when I'm in that emotional pain. I can give myself room and hold space for myself to just feel. And when it actually, when when we really get down to the essence of an uncomfortable emotion, it is also just physical discomfort, just like physical pain. So when we can just be in the physical sensation of 
an uncomfortable emotion, it's so much easier to bear. And then we can do things like explore and get curious about the thought that created that emotion. And then we can challenge that thought and decide if we want to change that thought. So that is the first, the first truth of you know, the challenge of life, according to Phil Stutz <laughs> and, you know, and, and Buddhism and so many other traditions. The second one is uncertainty. And that is just the truth. We never know what is going to happen next. Although most of us spend our lives thinking that if we don't change anything, there is a certain level of certainty that we're going to go to work tomorrow, our job is going to be there for us, our family is going to be there for us, the people in our lives will be there for us, we'll live another day, everything will be fine. But all of that is completely unknown. We have, there's, there are no guarantees for any of that. But we live our lives in a way that we think that that is just the truth. And, and we have to do that to some extent to be able to just survive a day if we actually lived in, you know, what in, in Buddhism, they talk about having a deathbed perspective and having this relationship to our own death, which allows us to actually be more present and live our right now moment more fully. So if, and, and it's a shift in, in how we think about that. So if we think about, oh my gosh, I don't, I could die tomorrow. That can either create a sense of purpose for this moment, or it can, mire us in a lot of fear and anxiety. <laughs> but I think that really the opportunity is to recognize that we don't know what's going to happen. We could get hit by a car tomorrow. And so how can we live this day, this moment to the fullest capacity? So that can be a really up-leveled and inspiring way to live. And also, I think that, you know, we're a little bit too attached to our idea of what we think is certain, and we avoid changing things, and we avoid taking risks and trying new approaches because of the fear of unknown. And I think that holds so many of us back, and it's such a dream stealer of this fear of what's going to happen. And because our brain tends to go to worst case scenario, that those are what that that's kind of what we entertain in our minds of like what bad could happen like what potentially could go wrong and so when that's all we're thinking about of course we're going to want to avoid that potential terrible thing so we need to you know when we're thinking about trying something new and venturing into the unknown we have to give equal airtime to what is the best case scenario what is the most positive outcome? And is that best case scenario worth the worst case scenario? And I think that's such a more balanced way to look at it so that we are actually getting the full picture perspective when we make decisions to do something new and different, which inherently is a little bit scary, scary for our nervous system. It's like, think back to primitive times when we didn't know where the wild animals were. So of course we were going to stay in the areas which we thought were safe from those wild animals and avoid potential danger. But of course, human or modern life is quite different, but our brain still operates in these same old programmed ways. So the third one is constant work. 
And the reason why this hit home for me is because I think we falsely think that once we achieve the goal that we set out, whether that is to find a life partner or lose weight and get the body we want or start our own business and have financial freedom, we somehow think that it's so much, it's going to be better there. It's going to be easier there. Somehow there, it will be less work. And that is just never the case. Whatever you want, whether that is something in your health, something in your relationships, something in your work or in your finances, whatever you do to get there. And, and, you know, and also the thing, there's a, there's a, things that you need to do to maintain that. There's work required. So this idea of constant work is a reminder that one, we might as well enjoy the journey because if we are torturing ourselves to get to this moment in time where we think it's gonna be less work and easier and better, and then we get there and it's like, nope, still work still hard, still 50-50, then we're going to be disappointed and we're going to think like, what, what's going on? What went wrong? It's supposed to be better over here. And it's not. It's not better there than here. So one, let's have find joy in the process. Number two is embracing the work. And as humans, there we are hardwired to want to not work. We, we would way prefer to be lazy and exert the least amount of energy and effort possible. That is just part of the human programming. That's normal. However, we also have the capacity to overcome our own laziness, and we have to in order to evolve. So it's saying yes to the hard work. It's saying yes to continuously showing up again and again, day after day. And the third thing is really noticing when you have slipped into complacency. Sometimes when we have kind of gotten to a place where things are good and it does feel a little bit easier, we can actually stop doing the things that got us there. Maybe we're in a marriage and we start to get complacent with our spouse and we don't put effort in anymore. And because of that, the relationship isn't as strong. Maybe you have worked hard to lose weight or get in shape or take care of your health. And then once you're at a place where you feel good about, you stop doing that. You start to cut cor corners. You start to get lazy. You maybe you know, don't exercise as much or you start to justify eating the wrong foods. And then you start to backslide and then you start to not have e e things go downhill. So I think that it's and we need we want to embrace this idea that life equals constant work. Life if we really truly want to live into our potential which I do believe we all want to do. We all have this inner yearning to expand ourselves, to grow, to feel like we are making the most of this precious life. And goals can help us like show up and do the work and it's a great thing but when you get the goal although some might think like yeah then I just want something else yes yes 
because life is constant work, there's nothing wrong with achieving one goal and then setting a new one. But then it also comes back to let's enjoy the process at the same time. So these are all things that I will be teaching in the Pleasure Project program, which is seriously the, the most amazing life transforming program you can do for every level of your life, every area of your life, your physical health, your mental health, your relationships, your goals, your sense of purpose. I am really bringing together 25 years of experience in psychology, yoga, Ayurveda, Buddhism, and life coaching to bring you the best tools. And as I was watching this movie on Phil Studs, and he he's kind of known for his tools, I was thinking, yeah, that's really what I'm giving you. I'm giving you tools, tools for worthiness, tools for self-confidence, tools for happiness, tools for mental and physical energy, tools for optimal health on every level. And you will have these tools in your back pocket to truly make the most of this life, to truly be able to navigate the pain of life in the most graceful, healthy, useful way. You'll be able to embrace the unknown and take courageous action and try new things and not be held back by your own fears. And you will learn how to actually enjoy the process to reaching your goals. Yes, we're going to set big, bold goals. I want you to reach for what you think right now is feels completely impossible. And I want to show you how to make that happen. So I'm very pumped and doors are open right now. So click the link in the show notes, reach out to me if you have questions, set up a call, and I would love for you to join us. All right. Talk to you soon.